Hello and welcome to Just Chopped and Podcast. And today we are with Scarlet Rebel Welsh rocker Wayne Doyle and also my cousin David. How are you doing, Wayne? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're good, man. We've been uh, we've been listening to your album, your first album, obviously, on repeat for the last few days. Oh, okay. And uh, David's creaming himself over at the moment. uh, You're his new favorite (laughs) band, he said. Yes. um, You 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 sort of like get those moments every now and again where um, you listen to a band and you think, "Why haven't I heard these guys before?" And Obviously, Terry said you guys were coming on and stuff, so I started reading into the music and, and reading up on you. And I've seen kind of like posts um, coming on Facebook and stuff with you guys, but I hadn't really taken an awful lot of notice, if I'm honest. And then um, I, I put your first album on, so uh, Show Your Colours, and I was like, fucking hell, these guys are absolutely awesome. So I messaged my um, my mate, John Hughes, who's told me to give you uh, say hello to you tonight. I said, why don't you tell me about these boys? And he went, yeah, I've only watched them like 20 times. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks for that then. You know, obviously don't share the well. So, and, and I, I sort of likened it. I watched um, a, another Welsh band at Steelhouse called Buffalo Summer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, fucking hell, these guys are amazing. And I sort of like just fell in love with the music and then stalked them for 12 months and went and watched 15 of their shows. So uh, I'm going to be doing oh, the same cool. with you fellas, I think. <laughs> oh, that's uh, cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. The first album is absolutely incredible. It's really, really good. Oh, I, thank you. I was trying. I was talking to Terry, and I was saying this. Um, I can't really liken it to any other band, so I don't know. Obviously, we'll go into it into a little bit um, later. Who your influences are and stuff, but the songs, you know, obviously you've got a couple of ballad or slower songs in there, which I would class as a ballad, and then the upbeat, hardcore, heavy rocking songs. And it's, it's really hard to sort of liken you guys to any of the bands that are out there at the moment, which, yeah. which is good, which is good. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you've got your own sound and um, and it's great. I really, I really, really like it. Well, good, man. I'm, I'm pleased. Thank you for uh, discovering us. It's good news. Yeah. And then I've, I've checked out your new song, which obviously is coming off your new album, Storm. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a track. Really, really good track as well. And I know Terry's quite interested in your, your inspiration for that track and obviously your inspiration for your new album that's coming out. Yeah, you have a new album coming out, then Wayne, Wayne called See Through Blue. Uh-huh. And uh, it says on your website that it was inspired by corrupt politicians. Yeah. So if you'd like to tell us what that's about. How long have you got? Um... <laughs> well, we know all corruptions are... All all corruptions, all politicians are corrupt anyway. So, yeah, and, and <laughs> do you know, do you know, I, I just, I, it's just, a, it's a long sort of thing with me, really. That you know, songwriting and lyric writing and kind of putting, you know, pen to paper, and I just started to get like a little bit more socially aware, I guess, and. Um, as I've, you know, as I've got older and sat there to sort of write about things which are close to home and things that I'm seeing. And just generally, I think like the past 12 to 18 months, you know, you've seen the best and the worst in um, in humanity and people who've moved heaven and earth to help. You know, um, you've got people in the, uh, you know, the NHS who have worked, uh, you know, God forsaken hours to try and keep people 
you know, alive. Uh, you've got people in supermarkets who are probably putting, you know, um, put themselves at risk. Putting themselves Maybe. at risk. To, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, to to make sure that people are fed and all that mm. kind of thing and all all those kind of things. And then you've got the people who run the country, who um, rather than you know, sort of giving it any kind of serious thought to start with when the pandemic happened. They, you know, they sought to look to sell, um, you know, contracts to their mates to basically feather everybody's everybody's um, own nests and that, you know. And, and it just goes back a little bit further than that, like, you know, this sort of annoyance with Brexit and, and pushing agendas to try and... Uh, and look, you know, within the band, we've got people who are in and, and out, you know, and that's fine, you know. But I think my annoyance has always come from the fact that it's been... Um, nobody's been, you know, nobody voted on anything which was fact-based. It was all, uh, you know, well, to start with blatant lies about NHS having £350 million a week and all that stuff. Why wouldn't you vote for that? I certainly, if that was true, that's something that I would have voted for. But, you know, clearly it was absolutely, you know, nonsense. So that sort of started it off and then, like, you know, pushing for something which I think nobody really had a clue what was going on and then the pandemic and just watching you know, um, companies saying that they've offered the government PPE, but they weren't interested in taking his PPE because of, you know, they didn't know why. And then, so it turns out that, you know, uh, people, Tory donors and and whatever else have all been given contracts for millions and millions of pounds and stuff, you know, so it's just sort of, and it's just, it's just, it's sick, really. People are making money off the back of people's Ill misfortune. And I think I sat, and watched that through the pandemic. And um, we had an album which um, needed to be written and, and, and recorded by the end of last year. And um, it just formed the basis of what I was writing about, really. So um, I wrote a bunch of songs that were quite pointed. They're not, you know, they're not like angry um, songs in terms of, uh, you know, the compositions in terms of the musically. You know, it doesn't sound like Rage Against the Machine or anything. Yeah. It's still quite sort of, you know, um, <clears throat> melodic and stuff. It's just that the lyrics are quite pointed. And uh, I, I've just, I, I probably sound a little bit more annoyed than I would normally because I've just <laughs> watched, I've just watched a video now from um, um, a bunch of people called Led by Donkeys about, um, you know, about what, 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 you know, basically, again, people lining their own pockets to, you know, to other people's misfortune, it just winds me up, and it got it got me in that headspace. And I wrote a bunch of songs, and I think we were kind of thinking, oh, if, you know, we could get, you know, this could go one or two ways. And, I, and in the end, I thought, you know what, knocker it. You know, some of the best, some of the best art is made when, you know, when there's unrest and um, you know that kind of thing going around. So, yeah, so that's what it's about, basically. It's it's called See Through Blue because um, I just thought that the way that the government were acting was transparent and and see through. And obviously, conservatives are blue, um, so that's where the title came from. Um, I, you know, I think like it's a shame that you know I, I, I'm not. I didn't want to be like massively Tory bashing, but you know, because I think everybody's as bad as each other at the moment. Mm. It just doesn't seem to be. Anybody holding anybody else to account, it just seems the perfect opportunity for somebody to to try and force some sort of change. But I don't know. I just think everybody's just as bad as as, as the rest. So 
yeah, it's just it's it's just frustrating, man. It's just really, really it's just frustrating, yeah. It's you know, it's do as I say. I actually use the lyric in one of the song one of the songs called Do As I Say, Not As I Do. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's literally what 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 it's been. It's you little minions are not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, but we'll do whatever the hell we want, Jack, sort of thing, you know. And mm. you, you can't you can't you know you can't run you know you couldn't run a team of five or six people with that attitude let alone try and you know um, manage a country through a pandemic with that yeah. attitude so yeah so it's um, it's just been it's just been a, a, a something that i felt the need to express put to yeah exactly so yeah. we well, sound very passionate <laughs> about it so yeah, it is. It gets me on different certain times stuff. I kind of feel, like I said, because of this video that I watched, like I did when I was writing writing the songs back start towards the end of last year. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, I just, you know, we're a little, little tiny little band, which I just felt that, you know, somebody needed to say something. And I also felt that by approaching that kind of subject, it might separate that was sort of you know the theme uh yeah. from from the different sort of hundreds of bands that are you know that are absolutely worthy of people's attention as well you know so so if we spoke about something which was real sort of proper social matters as opposed to you know you know wanting to go out and rock all night and drink all night and all that kind of thing yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of where it comes from really so um yeah yeah so yeah We've spoken to a few bands recently that have gone really the same way, you know, yeah. with uh, social unrest, or they feel within themselves that there should be some social unrest, but people are looking over it, and especially with James Kennedy's new album. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's, al- he's always been um, he's always been somebody that's James Kennedy. Is something I admire about about James is he's always been one who's, you know, he's not been. Um, backward and coming forward in, in, in regards to you know those kind of subject matters so yeah yeah and we spoke to a guy yesterday from them bloody kids and he had quite a, some political mm. uh, messages coming through on their new album as well so yeah, yeah cool, it man. seems to be that uh, in the in the lockdown time you know people are, uh, are feeling it and people are expressing it through the music so yeah so yeah yeah it's been it's been it's been um, it's been a you know it's in terms of being able to, it's been really, really, really horrendous time for, you know, countless reasons. But I suppose the good thing that's come of it is the fact that it has potentially lit fires underneath songwriters and poets and whatever else, you know, about being able to express their feelings via, you know, whatever art form that that yeah, takes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So you're five piece, <laughs> you're a five piece band from Flanethley. I've been away from <laughs> Wales for too long. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so you, who are your influences then? So we are a five piece band from. I mean, we originate in Flanethley, but we got members of the band that don't actually live in Flanethley. We got okay. one Londoner, Londoner who moved down from London to uh, live in the Mumbles in Swansea. Ah, so right, we're not. Hang on. I was going to ask you about this because I wanted to know if you were all Welsh or not. And if well, I, if you say no, I would say then Josh isn't the Welsh one. Correct, is that right? Josh is, that is right, yeah. 
Right, okay. That's good good detective work by me. <laughs> yeah. Go on, sorry, mate, you can carry on now. No, so, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, so um my the good thing about the band is is possibly why we it's not it's not hard to pinpoint what what it is, but I think we've all got different influences within the same big pot of influences, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Chris Oli guitarist is massive into ACDC. Guns N' Roses, Metallica, all the sort of big 80s, 90s sort of rock acts. Uh, our drummer Gary is pretty much the same, uh, like Bon Jovi, Metallica, Pearl Jam. Um, uh, Josh is big into things like Radiohead. Uh, the Strokes uh, are a big influence of, of Josh's. Our bass player P, he's into like David Bowie, uh, Tom Petty, and I'm massively into Bruce Springsteen. Tom Petty. Um, so yeah, so we've got a bit of a of a mix all within the same sort of thing, you know. So we're all yeah. big fans of the Foo Fighters, for instance. But yeah, so yeah, my my main influence would be Bruce Springsteen is my sort of icon that um yeah, he's the guy that I look up to the most. Is Bruce. that because he tells a lot of stories in his songs? Are you into like storytelling? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think again, you know, he's somebody that has done similar, and I guess really has inspired me to be, you know, to 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 sort of to go down that path a little bit, in terms of you know wearing his heart on his sleeve and 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 writing, you know, he can write you know songs which are stories, um, and then similarly, you know, he will write pointed sort of songs at government and whatever else, mm-hmm. you know, when 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 the the, the when he feels the need to, so, um, and he's just absolutely epic live. I think that's the one thing about Bruce Springsteen is, I don't think anybody will ever get it until you see him live. He's incredible, absolutely incredible live act. Um, so I was a big fan and I saw him live and I just, just, you know, it was one of the most eye-opening experiences of my life. So, um, yeah, it's incredible. He's just released a single on Spotify, haven't he? Highway to Hell cover. Yeah, yeah, with um, Tom Morello and... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. think of that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of bands doing covers, to be honest. So, yeah, um, um, yeah but it's okay. You know, it's... I, to be honest, I've not really listened to it. So, you know, from start to finish, so... No, I, I didn't pass, know that. I, <laughs> you know, I, I won't pass judgment. <laughs> Oh, so that, that was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, well, not really. Fine. Just stick to doing your own stuff, Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> So, how did you guys come together then? So, I know originally you were in a you had a three piece band called Void, mm-hmm. um, which I need to check out now this evening. Um, so, and then obviously the, the the two members then. So, I think it was Josh and Chris joined to become Scarlet Rebels. Yeah. So, so how, you, when did you start off with Void then? How long How long was that going for? So we were Void for a long time and we struggled to, so there's a few things about being in a band called Void is that there's about a million other bands called Void. Mm. Um, so it was a long time. So, you know, when we're going back to like our early 20s and we did things like um, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, we did a lot of showcases and, you know, all that kind of thing as void as the three as the three piece. And um we kept basically getting promises and you know industry promises. I mean, 
one point we got offered to um, have our music remixed um, by some of the guys who worked on Busted and they were looking for the next yeah, okay. pop act. Yeah. And uh, we flat out refused. And then a few months later, we were just all thinking, you know what, maybe we should just get our music remixed and see what it sounded like. And then we went back to them and they, they basically had in place what, what, what they wanted. And that turned out to be McFly. So, um, so yeah, so we've, we've had a lot of, you know, we've had um, showcases and people want to do this and, you know, all everything basically bar an actual concrete offer. Um, uh, sort of just, so we just knocked around for a while. And then because, like I said, there was a lot of bands called Void, we used to spell the, the band name with a zero. So it meant that when the, uh, you know, Spotify age and all that kind of thing came around and, Facebook and social media because we spent or spelt the name of the band awkwardly we couldn't nobody could ever find the name of the band so we went for a long time trying to just not one not realizing what what it was that was holding us back and then when we found out um that's what it was because we had people coming up to us um after gigs saying we can't find your band on Facebook so then I was like, well, give me your phone, you're drunk, let me have a look. And then it didn't come up for me either. And I thought, oh, this is a bit of an issue. So then um, we basically were just looking, kicking about. And then we just thought, you know what, we need to just give it one last shot. And um, we advertised for a new guitarist, uh, like a properly guitarist. And then we ended up getting a bunch of um, people interested. And then we auditioned both Chris and Josh. And we like, both of them and then we thought you know what let's let's do five and let's try five earth so then we did that we changed the band name to scarlet rebels and then the rest as they say is history so um so yeah we just it was just by pure chance um that both chris and josh applied for the same position and we ended up going let's let's have both and they both and they both um, agreed to join and um so yeah, so it's been it's been it's been really fruitful in terms of being able to write songs together, and because I used to write everything myself, but now Chris and Josh both helped with the writing side. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been you know it's improved me as a musician. It's, you know it's improved the band tenfold, and um, yeah, it's good. It's been good. It's been really fruitful. So yeah, are they both like uh, as good as each other with a the guitar then? Because Chris plays your lead guitar, doesn't he? Yeah, so Chris is the typical lead guitarist who um, absolutely loves the limelight and will fight fight me in the centre of the stage for that limelight to the point where his his guitar is almost poking my eye out. Um, <laughs> even though even though I could give him literally ninety percent of a stage for him, for just for him, yeah. he would he would still want to take the other ten percent that everybody else has stood on. Um, but he's that's you know I think that's what we wanted. He's um he's a just a typical like you said he's he's insanely talented, brilliant guitarist. But he's all about guitar. Whereas Josh is um he's more rounded in terms of he can play piano, he can do you know so he's he's just got a bit more of a rounded um uh, sort of attitude to his music. You know whereas yeah, Chris yeah. is all balls up. Shred, shreds falls out wants everything to be you know fast pacey blah 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 whereas josh is you know can is open to writing more melodic you know, 
laid backs yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, um, but it works, you know. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, that's the good. Thing, it, it works. So yeah, it's been um, it's been it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. So you uh, have you signed to E-Rake for this new album, or were you signed to E-Rake before? So we released "Show Your Colors" on uh, on a, a Greek record label called uh, Rock of Angels Records, and they were contracted to have uh, another two albums from us. And um, basically, we had approached them with a view to chatting about how this second album, See Through Blue, was going to be released. Um, and if they would do like a pre-order campaign and to try and just basically to give us a semblance of something tangible that we can sort of draw a line in the sand to say whether we would have hit, uh, you know, a UK top 100 album, yeah. um, a top 20 rock album, something tangible to, to put on the CD so that we would, moving forward, be it baby steps or giant steps, whatever. Um, and uh, the way that they work is a bit more traditional in terms of they don't like to have this long pre-order campaign. So um, we weren't really on the same page with it. Um, and then we wrote some sort of politically charged songs on the first album, Show Your Colours, and they weren't overly keen on it, on them. And I pushed to have these songs on the album, on the first album, and obviously... The second album that we written, that we wrote was, it's a lot more, you know, politically charged and a lot more, you know, saying. So, I just think, um, I didn't really want to just repeat. I didn't want to go through the same process as as we did with Show Your Colors. Show Your Colors was a great. It was a good start. It was a good, you know, foundation. But I felt that we needed to move on and to try and, like I say, get something tangible from the release, um, and. It looked, you know, from, from certainly from our side of the coin that the plan was just to repeat the same thing again. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't see the point of doing a similar campaign to what we did with Show Your Colours because, you know, it would have yielded the same results. It would have, you know, had reviews and probably sold, you know, a couple of hundred copies, a thousand copies or whatever it is. And, and then that would have been it. And it just would, it just, for me, it wouldn't have been, enough to move the band where you know where we wanted to go um so we just basically approached them and said look i just we're just you know it was my decision i just said we're not i don't think we're you know we're not aligned with how we want you know the release to go and um so we agreed to sever the, the contract um and i uh, and i didn't really want to waste another body of work you know just doing the same thing as we'd done before so so yeah we came to an agreement um and then once that agreement was was once we'd agreed you know what it was uh we basically shopped the album around to different labels to see who was interested um and then digby pearson from uh Uric records basically you know got in touch to say that he really really liked the album he liked the uh, the ethos behind it you know the see through blue thing and all that sort of thing that we were that we were going for and um and yeah they, they agreed to release the album for us so um okay. so that's what that's what we're doing yeah so yeah, yeah. Well, it's it sort of a good family to be in at the moment i mean the year they're pretty much smashing it really yeah absolutely some of the bands that they've you know that they've you know made you know 
worldwide names like Rival Sons and Black We Smoke, and then you've got obviously Massive Wagons. I know you've had um, Barry on um, on, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the Discord and those damn crows as well. Excuse me. Um, they're just you know doing bits all over the shop. So for us to be on that um, on that roster is massive pat on the back. Um, and, and yes, it's. I think we're possibly you know obviously further down the chain than what those bands are. But hopefully, you know, by the time the campaign is, is done, we'll be a little bit further up and closer to them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting times for us, I think. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's, it's, it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's busy, but um, it's good. It's what we want. And um, it's just really cool because you've got a really good, good team behind us and a bunch of people who, who, are, who are as excited about, about the album as we are. So, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, I mean... If you look at massive wagons, I mean, fucking hell, they just like sort of. I mean, I know they've been around for a while, but all of a sudden they just like a massive explosions happened, and there's massive wagons everywhere. You know, it's yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's yeah. happening? They've, had, they've yeah. had a lot of good exposure, haven't they? And they've been on, you know, on the bill of a lot of different festivals as well, same as those damn crows. So um, you know, hopefully it'll happen for you guys as well. And uh, yeah, I don't think you'll be too far behind them to be honest. No, no. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, the thing is, you know, is that both uh, those damn crows and massive wagons have put those yards in. You know, you see, even now, you know, they're both travelling all over, you know, putting uh, the work in to do the live shows and to, to garner that audience and to cultivate a following. Um, and we've got this, a similar work ethic. You know, we will play anywhere and everywhere. So, you know, it, it's all about the, the, the breaks of it, really. I mean, I think we're all, in again, in the same pot, but we mm. slightly different. Each of us is slightly different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we could even do 50% of what they're doing, I'd be absolutely over the moon. But, um, you know, we're, we're as, as ambitious as we need to be, as we want, you know, we really are serious about what we're doing. But sometimes, you know, life gets in the way, the world gets in the way, and things don't land the way you want them to land. But, you know, if it doesn't land favorably for us it won't be for a lack of trying and a lack of effort um yeah. it'll just because you know them's the breaks as they say you know so well i can see you know i've checked out the the gigs you've got and you've got an awful lot of shows coming up now between now and the end of the year and like we say yeah. you're traveling an awful lot as well and there's quite a few i just said to terry before he came on there's quite a few and so you're, you're at fuel hangar 18 Winter Storm, you're at the Tram Shed in December. You, is that your headline show in December, the Tram Shed? No, we're going on tour with Buck Cherry in November, December. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, when we signed to year, uh, to year eight, they signed Buck Cherry just before us. And um, I think the uh, one of the plans was just to, to try and get us on. Uh, it was mentioned before when we started speaking to them that, you know, that uh, they were speaking to Buck Cherry about potentially putting us on tour with them. And uh, again, because we're so long in the tough, we were kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And uh, and then it came off and we're like, whoa, okay, that's amazing. So, yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to be on tour with them. And I think it's the final date because in the tram shed. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be insane. It's a brilliant venue. Um, I've not played there, but... Um, oh, it's cracking. By all, yeah, by all accounts, it's amazing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that, yeah. Yeah, so really, I think... Um... I think it's about 1,000, 1,500 people, I think, you can fit in there because they've got a yeah. bit like the O2 in Bristol. They've got a bit of an upstairs bit as well, balcony that looks over the stage. 
Um, but it's yeah, it's a big room, really big room. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we got um, we're doing Cardiff Castle with those damn crows at the yeah. end of this month. Um, so that's going to be, you know, that that literally just came out of the blue. Um, those damn crows just asked us to do it, and we were just like, whoa. Um, so yeah, that's going to be amazing as well. So um, yeah, we've got a lot of gigs, and we've got we've got I think we've already got something like 30, 35 booked for next year as well. Brilliant. Um, cool. Already, so we're going to have a tour to support the album when it's released um, at the end of January next year. So I think we've got, uh, you know, a bunch of dates lined up for that as well. So yeah, it's just I, we've not announced those dates yet, but I think they're going to be announced after the the castle gig in um, um, in mid September, maybe something like that. So okay, yeah. oh, cool. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Go on. Sorry, Dave. I was going to say, do you know how many tickets they've sold then for Cardiff Castle? I do. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say, though. Oh, okay. Yes. I know they had sold out. And, and, then, and yes. they released more. And then because the restrictions have changed in Wales, they're able to sell more tickets. Yeah, so, so it's not an insignificant amount. There's a lot of tickets that were sold bet. within 24 hours, um, which was the first allocation. There was talk when we were asked that there was a certain amount of tickets released and then there would be if those were sold, there would be a, another um, amount of tickets released. If they went through, you know, if they were requested, yeah, they went yeah. through all the the, um, the licenses and stuff like that. So they sold the first um, allocation, which is, you know, you're talking, um, uh, you know, big numbers. Uh, they sold them in the first 24 hours and then another half of what was originally sold was put on sale for the second and second budget allocation and i think the last i heard there was like just under two just over a hundred left but then yeah, yeah. um that was a few days ago and the, the rate that they've been selling i mean it's going to be sold out um yeah so we're just really pleased to be on there because they seem to be um absolutely flying at the moment uh, the crows are so you know yeah, it's like the stereophonics all over again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's, different it's, genre, it's, but yeah, it's incredible. They're um, but they're, again, they're an absolutely phenomenal band. They're amazing live, and they're really nice guys as well. You know, they're proper, really, really nice, nice guys. They've shared the wealth a little bit. They've had a lot of big gigs that you know that they've done off their own back. You know, and they've they've been good enough to share the support acts amongst a lot of other different Welsh bands so mm. you know um, yeah so fair play to them they've been they've been hugely supportive of us I was on um, the Crowcast with them last week so yeah oh, it's good okay. it's, 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 yeah it's great it's, it's, they're just they're just yeah, really we got them guys coming on next, next week is it Dave? yeah yeah yeah, yeah we got them yeah. next week yeah I, I bought my tickets straight away i got to be honest as soon as it because I was talking to Shane at Steelex and um when I got them on the Monday, they released the tickets for Steel House, so I bought those straight away. And then the minute they released the tickets for for the castle, I bought them because I, I knew they, they weren't going to be around long. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And then, yeah, and then I saw that you guys have been announced on it as well, so I said to Terry, it's like, it's going to be hell of a night, guys. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Chris the thing is, band on as well, which is going to be Yeah, good. and they're, they're an amazing band as well, yeah. so... Um, yeah, it's a great lineup. It's an it's an absolutely brilliant lineup. Um, but it was a thing for us because we were obviously watching it and we weren't allowed to tell anybody. And um, you know, we were like, 
we were like, oh man, I would love to be helping promote this show. But then in the end, it didn't matter that, you know, because we didn't need to push it at all because by the time we were like, oh, we're playing it, it's like, oh, there's none, there's no tickets left, sorry. So, <laughs> it's, the, it's the easiest gig I've ever promoted in my life. We're just like, yeah, we're playing, we. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see Welsh movies making a bit of a comeback, really. I mean, I mean, it was flying high in the, in the late 2000s you know, 2010, 2012, you know, you had bands like The Blackout and Kids in Glass Houses. And then, um, unfortunately, obviously, Lost Profits were flying high. <laughs> and they were championing a lot of bands, you know. But then that fucking Ian Watkins when I fucked it all up. So by uh, doing things you shouldn't be fucking doing. And then Welsh music sort of like hit the skids for a while. Yeah. You know, everybody seemed to be associated with fucking lost profits and, and it, it wasn't really the case, but it did t- definitely took a fucking nosedive, like. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to get into that, but um, in terms of, you know, I just think perhaps it was just, a, a you know, music in general kind of, you know, had a bit of a dip, I think, uh, you know, live, uh, not live, but like acoustic based, uh, in, you know, instruments and, and just kind of veered off, really. I think, you know, you started to see like things like, you know, X Factor and all yeah, that kind yeah, of thing yeah. cropping up. And um, yeah, I, I've, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's weird. There's definitely been a resurgence in terms of the amount of bands that are around and, and the sort of gigs and that that, um, that are being put on by, you know, by people who like rock music and guitar-based mm. music and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, the, and, the scene, know, there's a lot uh, of good bands. Yeah, yeah, the scene has definitely picked up again. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't just mean in Wales, I mean nationally. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah, to me, it just, I don't know, it just left a bit of a fucking bit, of, it, it obviously left a bit of a bit of taste in a lot of people's mouths, to be honest, you know, when uh, when the Lost Prophets sort of disbanded. And, yeah, yeah so no, I mean, no fault of their own for the rest of the boys, like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the worst thing about it. No, not the worst thing about it. Clearly, it's not the worst thing about it. But <laughs> for, for those for those boys to be associated with that and yeah. they had absolutely, you know, it's just crazy. You know, it's, I just can't imagine what, how you'd feel, but I mean, all that stuff, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's fucking depraved. It's so dark. It's just, it's just beyond, I think, you know, imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. that. But um, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that is bound to have an effect, isn't it? It's bound to have an effect, even if, People don't realise it. It's bound to have an effect on, you know, if there was, you know, if there was, you know, the scene at the time, and like you said, all those bands, and it is funny that all those bands now don't tend to do a lot. So maybe, maybe you know, maybe that is something that. Yeah, well, they sort of broke up then, most of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what really, I mean, it was just such a shame. I mean, there's, there's some great bands and, uh, I mean, Lost Profits were a fucking awesome band as well, you know, to be honest. You know, you can't knock, you can't knock them as a band. You know, taking away the the the, the crappy side of it. I, I mean, musically as a band, they were they were fantastic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for me, I thought just thought it left a bit of a dent in the scene, and and it's nice now to see the resurgence of the bands coming back through through the channels from Wales. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there's so many good bands in Wales now. It's it's um it's yeah it's. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always been a lot of good bands in Wales. That's the thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, there's there's some great musicians and some great singers. Well, obviously there's great singers because everyone in Wales can sing. But you oh, know absolutely. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, it was just a shame. It was it just got fucked up for me. For me, I felt like it got it took a bit of a knock, and it was partly associated with that. And then, but now it's yeah, it's nice to see it coming back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you say like, you know, with Cardiff Castle being sold out by three Welsh bands. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the one Welsh band that have done it, but on the bill, there's three Welsh bands that um, that are all sort of forging their own way, and you know. Um, And and you could have filled that bill ten times over, you know, yeah, um, yeah, with yeah. with the different bands in Wales. So yeah, it's um it's good, it's good. But I, I like like you said, it, it is nationwide. You know, it's the it's the the people that are stepping away from you know, uh, you know the kind of movements on Facebook, Facebook uh, uh, groups like New Wave of Classic Rock, and then mm-hmm. you know the New Wave of Rock and Roll, whatever it is you want to call it, you know. Uh, those movements that people are doing, you know, new rock band, blah blah blah. Those people are just had enough of 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 hearing the same, or not this hearing the same, but just watching, you know, the X Factor and all that kind of thing. I think people just had enough and went, you know what? Let's just see what we can we can garner, and it's just been this little thing that's grown into uh, a scene which has given bands the opportunity to, you know, to to tie their um, hopes and beliefs to. I guess you know. Because yeah. we struggled for years as Void with, you know, we're trying to find an audience of people who liked guitar-based music, which had big choruses. You know, we were told it was, a, you know, it was out of fashion, and um, you know, we, we, you know, if we wanted to be a guitar-based band, then it needs to be all sort of um, more sort of indie type, sort of like Arctic Monkeys type music, you know, mm. uh, a bit more nuanced, clever. But I was just like, you know, we're Welsh and we're loud and proud, and you know, it's all about anthems and big roaring guitars and drums and you know apparently that was at the fashion so yeah. to find you know a bunch of people that are interested in hearing the kind of music that we want to write and we want to play um and that's nationwide you know so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's, it's, it's a great time to be you know in a band certainly yeah yeah it's good yeah especially in a rock band i guess yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean it's just it's just nice to see especially when you're watching the likes of like the bands we mentioned, like uh, those damn crows, massive wagons, the dust coder, Mason Hill, and you know, they've all had proper chart success, which is you know, it's it's crazy, you know, it's just but that just goes to show the level of um interest there are in the kind of music that we're doing. So yeah, 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 yeah it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's about the time real music came back around, you know. Definitely. The fucking yeah. voice and the fucking X Factor and yeah. <laughs> and it does it does always go in, in circles I mean it, it's just a shame that you know those circles aren't as big as they used to be but I, I, I it just is there is such an apathy that is that has just sort of developed amongst people in terms of um, and it was before Covid you know music venues have been struggling for years and years yeah, you know yeah. you know to turn around and say that Covid has killed them I mean, it has but like you know the final layer the final yeah, nail yeah. in a in a lot of coffins. But I mean, let's be fair, you know, they were on the breadline as it was, you know, it was it's it's always been difficult, you know. People just have been have got to the point where they're so comfortable with just being able to, you know, work, spend their money on sort of uh, six, seven pound coffees and muffins, mm-hmm. you know, in this on their way home from work and then sitting in as opposed to maybe 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 
that money they were spending that they now spend on coffee they were going to the pub with you know yeah, yeah. um it just doesn't seem to be it just doesn't seem to be as much people i don't know it's just as if you know they can't they can't possibly have a have a, have a late night on a thursday um yeah yeah you know just because they you know so i don't know that just seemed to be a lot of the thing pre-pandemic and then obviously the pandemic hit and then everybody was like oh i'm missing gigs and i'm doing this and that and you know and you know the thing that got everybody through the pandemic was was the art so people were listening to music mm. reading books watching films watching series you know all those are you know the arts mm. uh, and it's the one thing that people don't seem <laughs> to want to want to back and want to you know and when i say people like you know like government and stuff like that you know there's a the majority yeah, yeah. the people that are watching this right now are obviously interested in in what we're doing and what you're doing so it doesn't sort of apply massively across the board but in general i just think there's an apathy in terms of like you know going out supporting new bands and, and and buying new music and stuff or there it was you know so hopefully it's coming back around them yeah that hopefully everybody's fucking bored of sitting in for 18 months and they need to get out you know stop climbing four walls like yeah i know I, it's just the, the it's just the worry that it's gone the other way where people have been in for so long they just think oh you know it's scary going outside to socialize so we just yeah. stick in Stick to what yeah. we know and just yeah. So I, I I was a bit worried about that because kind of like before before lockdown and the pandemic, me and the missus would go to I don't know maybe one two gigs a week, and you know we'd be supporting local venues and stuff, and then it'd be some bigger artists like you said, you know, might be at the tram shed or you might have to travel a bit. Yeah, yeah. And because I hadn't been out for eighteen months, I was we had the first. When we went to a steel house, and I was thinking, oh, because I was saying to Terry, I don't know how I'm going to be. I hope we're all right and all this. And walked in and seen some of my old gig buddies and everything, and we were all checking if it was fist bumps or hugs and all that. But as soon as like Phil Campbell came on, I was at the front, back hanging on the railings. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's surprising your your brain will flick back to where it was two years ago very very easily. And I felt really really comfortable because I'm sort of like in familiar surroundings talking to familiar people and um it was awesome absolutely awesome it didn't it didn't take me very long to get back into it i gotta be honest yeah yeah that's that's good um yeah so you know that's 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 the hope in it you know that everybody is like you said has had a gut full of sitting in watching Emmerdale and eastenders and whatever else and, and just goes you know well let's go watch a new band or whatever it is you know um so yeah i mean I said we've spent enough time indoors now. We it's time to uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's time to get out and fly. <laughs> it's time to, yeah yeah. You know, yeah. fucking fly like an eagle. All right then, mate. So I think we've pretty much covered all your stuff. We had a good moan because we like having a good moan on this show. I don't know. If you oh, watch, I love a good. I don't love watch it. If you ever watch any other shows, we always have a bit of a moan about something. Got to, got to. <laughs> But I usually do a story at the end of the show, and uh, I don't know if you want to stay on for it, if you've got five minutes. Yeah, i got five minutes. Go for it. Um, and I, I've kept it to a Welsh team, since we're all the Welsh boys are on today. And there's a, a DIY firm called Building Plastics Wales in Pontland Frith. And uh, he seems to have a bit of a, a bit of a habit going on in his car park. Because he... He checked on his, uh, he, would, he came outside one day and it was like six o'clock in the morning and he noticed some poo on the floor, you know, right, in the okay. car park. 
So he thought, fucking hell, I'll, I'll have a look on the CCTV and he might, I might recognise the guy walking the dog so I can fucking call him and I can say, you know, your, your dog crap in the car park, come and clean it up. Yeah, yeah. So he checks on the CCTV and he's sat in there with a, with a cup of coffee and there's this boy and girl walking home about midnight. Well, it was a man and woman, really. They're walking home about midnight on a Monday night, which is like, you know... A bit of a gig. Not, not a Sunday night, it's a Monday night. And the girl gives the fucking guy her handbag, runs around the back of the edge in the car park and has a fucking shit, right? So she's obviously a classy chick. She's got no toilet paper or fuck all, you know, typical Welsh girl. And she <laughs> runs back around and walks off with her boyfriend. And the guy who's watching the CCTV, whose business it is, you know, he's drinking his coffee and he sees this girl having a shit on the, on the CCTV, spurts his coffee everywhere, you know? And then he, he, he can't believe it. So he says... This seems to be a bit of a common theme uh, with my car park because this happened. This is the fourth time it's happened. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's been the same girl every time or what. <laughs> but somebody like shitting in his car park. <laughs> it's like dogs, isn't it? It's like a dog. Once you've, uh, you know, once a dog has picked the spot that it likes to poop, it, it just carries on. So she's you know, marked territory, though. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. She's, it's just like she knows what time they leave in the pub. <laughs> How long it'll take to get to the car park? She knows how long it how long it's taken to brew. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Well, it seems as a DIY film, I thought they could put a portaloo in the top in the car park. That's what you should. Yeah, you know, it was a fucking happy days, then, isn't it? Yeah. What he should pens. do. What he should do is leave like um like um like um a toilet brush with um toilet roll on the top of it, and then they they'd probably go like, oh fuck, somebody's noticed, so and not do it again. Yeah. Or it <laughs> might just use it. Oh yeah, or it'll encourage them to do to do to do it more. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> or, that because it's on CCTV, they should just play it over and over again on a big screen in the window. Yeah, <laughs> and say, yeah, is this yeah. you? <laughs> people, people, people are bonkers, man. When, when did he say that was? In Podland Frith. And where's where's that roughly? That road from me. Yeah, it's not far. Yeah. So I, I, I'm in Cumbran, so it's um, ah, right, okay. just so across, it's, it's kind of like between Newport and Blackwood area, in that yeah, area. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not far from me. Yeah, it's on Penn Main Industrial Estate. So that's, that's, that's yeah. where um, Empress Carsnall used to be, up around that way, isn't it? Is that Penn Laugh, right? I'm not I sure. Remember. I'm not sure. I know Empress, they had one in Newport and they had one in Abadillery as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Well, well, since this is the fourth time it's happened, I mean, they need to do something about it. <laughs> God yeah, God yeah. Just like spray paint something on the floor to say like stop <laughs> shit in here, you dirty bastard. Or put a target. Yeah, <laughs> spray yeah. <a> target. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I thought you were gonna. I thought that was gonna go somewhere else, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I thought you were gonna say somewhere about like that people caught dog in or something. Is it not? <laughs> I did not expect it to be that some woman has shot on the floor four times. That's the, uh, that's the, that's the other road, isn't it? That, what's the road from Newport that goes up past Raglan and us? Is that A472 or something like that, is it? I think that was a, a kind of like a favoured dogging spot up here somewhere. No, is it? Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> I edited that, that bit out. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, then. So we look forward to your album coming out in January. You said. Yeah, so it's January the twenty eighth uh, next year. So obviously, we, it's we've got a long pre order campaign so that we can try and get as many pre orders in, which come to that week of sales when it's released. So, in theory, fingers crossed, it means that you know that we can land uh, somewhere within the top hundred of the UK album chart, and then hopefully, like I say, you know, we can have something tangible to start building. The next stage of Scarlet Rebels on, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's easy yeah. for me to remember. That's my mum's birthday, so January ah, cool. 28th. Nice Christmas pre- uh, birthday present. Not for my mum's you... dead. <laughs> oh, oh, right. So, apology. She died a long time ago, so. <laughs> but I always remember her birthday, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, nice. So, I hope you, hope you come back on and have another chat with us when the album comes out then. Yeah, definitely, mate. Would uh, would love to. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. That's great. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. I was, you know, we're always yeah. here trying to trying to champion new bands or not yeah, it's new bands, but it's nice. Appreciated. It. It's uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Yeah, well, yeah I'll, I'll try and try and catch up with you at the show in Cardiff, and um, I'm also going to come down to the one in Hangar 18, because um, you guys have allowed um, who knows Diddley playing with you down there and uh, yeah. with buddies as well so um, we'll come down and uh, come and down and support you guys down there as well I think, um, yeah are they playing with us in fuel as well are they in september yeah i think so yeah so i'll probably be there and all i did say cool. didn't I? i'll start i'll start yeah. uh hounding you now yeah that's cool that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah he's big mates with paul as well so uh so um Paul Matthews. Yeah. And I love I love the tram shed, so I, I can't remember the date, but um, hopefully we've got nothing else on, and we'll we'll come down and watch you guys at the tram shed. Yeah, cool man, that'd be good. That'd be good. And you throw a just chops and t shirt at you, you can put it on. Yeah, we got some now, so uh, <laughs> we'll get you a, we'll get you a t shirt to wear on stage. <laughs> hey, as long as you're not using the car park to shit, we don't care. <laughs> no, none of that nonsense. No, we're no. respectable Welsh lads. Yeah, that's why I always go glamping when I go to festivals. <laughs> All right, then, mate, let you go. Right. Have your dinner, whatever. Nice speaking Thanks, to you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah and we'll, you. Uh, catch you again. Thanks, Wayne. Take it easy. Take, Take it easy, guys. Yeah. Bye, buddy. There you go. That was good. Yeah, it's nice to have a moment. You know me. Yeah. I know I no, he's obviously very passionate about what he does and uh, what he writes about. So, yeah, and you know, comes through in his music. Well, like I said, I've been listening to the first album today, and um, it's blown me away. So, you know, if he's obviously a lot more passionate and targeting the second album, do I mean it's kind of like where he wants to grow from? I'm really looking forward to listening to that because the first album is epic, and my buddies have told me to check out Void because they said you know, okay. the Void albums they released three albums. <sighs> I missed, I missed something there, and I should have told him, because I was going to tell him, because he was saying that he couldn't find his things. There's millions of bands called Void. Yeah, yeah So yeah. he should have called it the South Wales Void. Oh, because there's not one of them, is there? No, obviously not. Well, I don't know if there's a Void in South Wales somewhere, but they might be. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> oh, Obviously, with that woman shitting, is a bit of a Void, isn't it? So not to upset anybody from... <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody from Pontland Frith watching, but uh, it might know. be your missus, the shit in the car park. 
I've only, I've only ever been up there once or twice. I did a um, hockey course up in Pontland Fife. Oh, right, okay. Uh, my hockey leader's course up there. Oh, okay. I didn't notice any shit on the on the AstroTurf, <laughs> thankfully. So obviously she hadn't been... Uh, That's only in car park. She hadn't been frequenting there, which is good news. But it's probably <laughs> gated off. Mm. <laughs> it was, actually. You can't yeah. get in there. You can't let your dog run around on the AstroTurf. I know, but this, it was an old one, so Sans would be a bit like a cat litter box for her, so she probably would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Digging her fucking heels in. That's right, aye. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? I know, I know. All right, yeah. All right, yeah, I mean, good. so, yeah, that's a bit, well, not roughly about an hour again, so that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, nice to everyone. Yeah. I think they'll cool. go a long way. Uh, you know, I've been listening to stuff as well, and they're a good band, so. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like you said, you know, those damn crows are kind of like forging the way for a lot of Welsh bands at the moment, I think. And um, like Wayne said, you know, if they're, they're spreading the love and getting, Welsh band supporting them, which is amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, yeah, I mean, good. like like I was just saying on the podcast, I mean, I mean, the Lost Prophets did the same sort of thing. Mm. You know, they were bringing all their mates along with them. I mean, the Blackout played with them, and kid, like I said, Kids in Glasshouses and a few other Welsh bands. Yeah, you know, they were they they championed Welsh music at the time. Really, you know, in 2010, 2009, 2012. Yeah, and it's just a shame that it went so fucking wrong, really. But yeah, yeah. It happens over there sometimes, unfortunately. Well, not really. <laughs> not things like that. I mean. Well, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. It, uh, yeah, it, it did happen, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. I know, but, I've never heard of them. I, I'd heard of the Lost Prophets, but I've never heard their music. Oh, okay. And I, I won't bother listening to it now because um, of that. Oh, well, you, you're, miss, you're definitely missing out because they were a fucking good band. But... And and that's just and that's also a shame, you know, because it's a lot of good music, and it's not the other four guys' fault. No, I know. I you know, know what I mean. It's just just Ian's fucking wrongdoing, mm. and it's unraveled all that good work that they all did as a band, and it's just like, mm. you know, and a lot of people have said the same, you know, or, and it got taken off a lot of playlists and stuff. Yeah, and it's quite difficult to find on YouTube. I mean. I couldn't find it on fucking Spotify for ages, to be honest. Mm. It was on there and then sort of like all disappeared. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a shame, man, because the other guys, they just don't fucking deserve it. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, we need yeah. To, you need to think of something nice now to end on a good note, because that was a really good interview and we can't end on that. So, all right. And um, uh, well, what have you got? Have you got any stories for me? <laughs> oh. uh, I only go. <coughs> I tell you what, we'll end on a good note, right? And I will, I will give a shout out to my um, nephew who got his results back today or yesterday. He's and he eight got, three, and he got <laughs> yeah, and he got two distinctions and a merit in his um, in his engineering um, B Tech, and his girlfriend. I don't know what results she got, but she passed the A levels as well. So we'll end on a good note. So a shout out to Bradley and Megan. Well done, guys. Okay, cool. Yeah, well done, Bradley and Megan. That's that's fantastic news. Yeah, and well done for putting the work in. That's it. That's it. It's all that's good. It's all good. We're proud of you. Yes. All right, then, mates. All right. Oh, and uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, everybody saw you unboxing your your stuff on another episode. Good, isn't it? I'm glad you liked it. It's awesome. And, uh, maybe we can uh, give some away as prizes. 
I think I'm going to be fighting people at gigs while I'm wearing it to try and keep it on. If people want to enter a competition, then... Uh, and i got to say, I can't find the guy that became our 50th subscriber because he did message me saying he was going to tell me uh, what I won on our second episode of winning the raffle. Yeah. And he said he would listen to it and he would get back to me because I was going to send him something as a prize. Okay. But he never got back to me. So if he's watching this, can you send me an email, please, to support at justchopsin.com and we will send you a prize. Yeah, we, we'll even sign it. I got my, I've been practising a signature now. Oh, you can sign it because I can't. I, my <laughs> arm's not that long. <laughs> We're famous. Show or, me. I'll do it with a left hand. I know what I could do. What's that? You send me a signature via email. Yeah. And I'll send a signature and we'll actually get them printed on the shirts. Oh, that's even, that's cool. How fucking classy is that? That is cool, isn't it? I don't know how we can do it, but. <laughs> I can hear Sarah making noises in the other room. <laughs> is, does that mean you're, you're the first customer, babe? <laughs> she said yes. She can't wait. <laughs> she thinks everybody should buy a Just Chops and T-shirt. That's what she just said. That's her. Oh, well, there you go then. That's it. You know what I mean? Amazing. So, I know, that's what she said. So when our 100th customer, 100th customer, fucks it, 100th subscriber on YouTube comes along, Yeah. because we still need 11 more, okay. then maybe you can win a prize. See, yeah. we're not bullshitting anymore. we got fucking prizes to give that's out. That's right, that's right. They might be worn by David for three months before we do it. There might, there, might be some, there might be some tea stains in the cup as well. <laughs> and no good. Neil, don't making fucking 11 fake accounts. No, that's it. So we need an 11 more, and then we'll give them a question like you did last time. Yeah, we'll give them a question just so to make sure that they've actually listened to an episode. Okay. So it'll be a random question. Yeah. And then as long as they email us uh, their details, they'll win a prize. Cool. That sounds good. Yes. Okay. All right then, mate. I'll yeah. uh, speak to you later. Okay. Take care. Ta-ra. Go for now.